So you turn to your Bibles, start talking about foundations. Foundations. Psalm 11, verse 3 says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That means, now the righteous there is referring to God's people. So um, the Lord is saying that if the foundation is destroyed, what will these people do? That means his people will thrive on the right foundations. See, your Christianity, your walk with God will thrive. In fact, your life will thrive based on the right foundations. So let's go to a teaching by Jesus, Matthew chapter 7, from verse 24. So that's why I, I picked it up from during the midweek service and go back there. Matthew chapter 7. Verse number 24. So Jesus says, Therefore, whomsoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You see that? Therefore, whoever, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Go ahead. And the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Praise God. Very powerful teaching by Jesus Christ. I've taught with this verses, these verses of scripture for, for many years. And if you, if you listen to me, there's no way I preach. If you listen to me for six months, I did, this verse will come in some way. Because when I looked at this verse, I saw life. You see, some people want to know life by experience. But, like someone said, life is too short to know everything by experience. If you want to learn life by only experience, you're going to shortchange yourself. You're going to find yourself in big trouble because you can't learn everything by experience or through experiences. So, sometimes it's good that you have the outlook on life, looking at it from the point of Scripture. Because Scripture predicts the most accurate actions and their outcomes. So you can know where these set of actions are leading to when you see them in the scripture. They are always very accurate. So Jesus starts to talk about life. You see, so let's say a young man like you, like me, we don't know too much about life. And we have a whole lot of years ahead of us and we have life ahead of us. And we look at these scriptures and we see Jesus talking about life and says two guys were building. And he says one was building on a solid rock. The other was building on sand. What baffled my mind the first time I was studying this scripture was, boy, these two guys were building. I said somewhere that if 
one of the guys, I want, I want you to get this. If one of the guys, all right, the guy who was going on sand, if the story was like, that, that would still have been wonderful. Like, the story would have been, when the guy who was building on the sand started building, the building decided to come down. I think that's still beautiful. I think that's still very powerful. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was building on the sand. That's why when he started, it fell down. Jesus, they finished building. The two guys all finished building. So at the time, the guy who was building on the, on the rock was building. The guy on the sand was building. The guy on the sand probably told him, you see, all this rock matter is not, it's not important. You are building on a rock. It's not important. It's, after all, I'm also building. When you got to roof, you roofed, I roofed too. You put chandelier, I chandelier too. Different, I put all. You painted, I painted too. But Jesus said the difference was when the rain came. What's Jesus telling us? No matter what you are building, to be tested. And that's what people are usually not ready for. They are not ready for the test of what they were building. I told you something about the building of your life. Because what Jesus is talking about is man's life. So you think you are living your life. No, you are building your house. With every step that we take, we are building a house. And we're building our house. And the house, that will define us. And I said something during midweek. I said, when you see the house that is being builded, all right, your house represents your life. In the sense that when we close from this service, everybody goes back to his house. Like everybody goes back to his life. You see, so if you build your house well, you, you know you're going to sleep somewhere good. But then if you didn't build your house well, you don't build your life well, when you go back to your house, after you fixed and pretended to all of us, you're going back to yourself. So Jesus Christ is teaching these people about their life and how they build their life. So, the, so I started to look at the scripture. I'm like, wow. That means God, even though God is concerned about my results, he's more concerned about my foundation. What you're building is good. But on what foundation is it? Now, this same Matthew chapter 7, Luke gave an account of it and more, with more details. Luke chapter 6, verse 47. Luke chapter 6, verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Same thing, all right? But he was more detailed. Let's look at it. Verse 48, he says, He's like a man would build a house and dig deep. Now, I love this. Anybody who is into building, except maybe something has changed in building, but anybody who is in building can tell me, okay, who's into building here? Let me ask. Uh, I'm not into building, so I should be. I should, yeah, you're into building, I know. Yeah. If you want your building to go high, you have to dig deep. Is that correct? Nothing has changed. That's, that's how they still build. If you want the building to go very high. So the higher your building, the deeper the foundation must go. Thank you. So then, imagine you came to me and I told you that I wanted to build a 10-story building. So we look at the guy. The guy says, I want to build a 10-story building. Then a month later, we came back and he's in, in the ground. It's like, you are not serious. You don't look like, you don't look like what you you don't look like what you said. You said you were going to build a 10-story building. The next time we came, you were in a pit. And we can look at you like you're not serious. But you are down because you're going up. Because of the kind of foundation you're building. You are, you are developing death. Go 
where you're going. Now, that's the re- reason why some people are so whimsical. For example, you know, they, they, are, they, they trend for one week. And nobody sees them again because you, you say you're building a 10-story ten, a ten building, but you did not dig deep, but you, you still try to go up. The, no, no, nobody will find you again. You're going to break down. The house, the house will not be found after some time. You know, so you see people, you know, um, it, it, it happens in every facet of life. They did not dig deep. So all you see is, oh, they were trending one week, two weeks. You can't find them again and you will not find them again. You remember eventually? No, that is not a developed talent. It, it does not have depth. After a while, <laughs> we'll be tired. <laughs> so guys, don't be in a hurry to go high. Think about your death. Jesus took himself and digged deep. He digged deep. Why? Because he wanted to lay a foundation. Some people sometimes can enter certain phases in their life and they think that, well, for example, for example, like I'm telling you concerning the guy who is down there, he's down inside and you go to meet him because he understands what he's doing. He says, in order to give you the key to the plane, they want to give you KG uniform. What does KG uniform have to do with being a pilot? They needed you to dig deep. No, how many of you ever sit in a plane and the, and the, and the pilot will say, guys, I just have passion. I don't know anything about this, but we, you know, but, but trust, let's trust. Let's trust the Lord. We shall get there. Everybody's just going to come down like this. <laughs> you can trust the Lord alone. <laughs> or, you are, you are, not, not you, the person is scheduled for surgery. And the doctor says, well, I, I don't know a thing about this. But, is it not opening? I have a knife here. Ah. You see, you said, what will it be in future? Class 2, class 3. You went to GSS 1, GSS 2. They said what? P. What? What does this have to do with my ambition to be a doctor? You know, some people argue that. Ah, all the things we learned in school we didn't use. They, they were not telling you to use it. <laughs> no, they didn't teach you things to use. There's a difference between education and enlightenment. Some things are for your development, not for you to know. So the guy's digging deep because he's going high. So... Let's go back there. What Jesus said, Luke chapter 6. He's like a man who built a house and dig deep and lay the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on a rock. The stream beat vehemently upon the house, could not shake it. I told you, I said, when you see any building, with our eyes, we say, oh, that's the building. No. I told you, I said, you only know a building after a storm. What is left of it has been the building since. You, you just love the chandelier. You know, and I, I, like, I like modern houses. I like nice modern houses with modern architecture. I like those kind of things. Like with tiles. Not green and blue tiles, no. Like white tiles. So that when the light falls on it, it just gives the effect. I like glassy houses. Those are the things I like. But without a good foundation... That's a death trap. But what Jesus said, he said, he laid his house upon the foundation. He said, laid the house upon the rock. And what Jesus said before that, he said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. So I told you on Wednesday about the foundation of scripture. 
See, you must build your life on scripture. Jesus said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, you build your life on the foundation of scripture. The other guy is also building and he's not building on scripture, but it looks like he's building. The day will come when the stream will beat vehemently upon the house. They will know who was building all the while. That's my confidence. You see, that's my confidence. My confidence is I'm building upon a rock. I'm building with, 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 with this in mind. That I'm building on something that I can trust. You see, I can trust this material. This material is trustworthy. You see, building your life, all right, upon the rock, you don't get into things that um, will destroy you. For example, if I build my house upon a rock, I'm not going to try to jump and be where I'm not. I'll give you an example. You know, in my early years of, 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 you know, Christianity, I used to preach a lot. And a lot of the time, I will preach a lot to prostitutes. You know, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shading them in any way. I'm just um, giving an example. Because I used to talk to them a lot. I, I speak to them a lot. I used to talk to them a lot. You know, and a lot of them, this is, this is the thing they found themselves in. Oh, they were having some challenges. Right, they needed money and they started going into it. Now, the hopes they are building on are false. So I remember I was talking to one of them. I said, All right, she says she's doing it because of money. And then she asked a little girl, she goes, and I said, Okay, so at what point are you gonna stop? Then she said, All right, she, she's trying to um, build a shop. Once she gets it done, she's gonna stop. And I said, You're not going to stop. And I said, You know why? Because you can build this shop, but you, how, how will you get people to buy? People have shops people are not buying from. So if you start, all right, if you start the shop and say, okay, now I'm done, I have the shop, and no one buys, you'll be forced to go back. So you see, you are building on something that you cannot defend or something that cannot defend you. And I say this to young ladies. Any life, lifestyle you are not in the financial position to sponsor, don't start. Bum, bum. If your financial position now is sachet water, when someone gives you bottled water, sell it. Why? Because if you get in there, you can't return. One day, I used to fly economy. You know economy. And I had no problem with business class people because what you have never tasted, you don't even know. Come on now. I didn't know anything about business. I'm wondering why will I pay twice what I'm supposed to pay? Like, be there. We all are right at the same place. My wisdom was too much. <laughs> you see, you have wisdom when you have not tasted some things. So I'm sitting there. Every time I come on, I come on. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I didn't know something is somewhere. So I just left it. So one day, I'm traveling with regional pastor. And he says, oh, he wants me to sit beside him and he's going to business class so we should go. Well, otherwise, not because I couldn't pay business class, but I just thought, what, what's there? Which people are there? What do they do there? <laughs> all right, so I'm sitting down and I say, okay, all right, let's go. I get in, sit beside him. What? The blankets at <laughs> business class is different from economy. Stick. I was able to transform my seat into a bed. They were begging me to eat. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
and the economy, they just bypass you. Will you eat? You won't eat. You, you, you know, okay. But business like I was like, oh please, we would like you to take our. I said, I don't drink alcohol. All right, okay. All right, so you don't want any other thing? I remember I was in Ethiopian Airways, I was in business class, and one of the hostess came. I was praying, I was praying, I was praying and crying. I was praying and crying. She caught me crying. Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay, do you want us to do anything for you? Are you okay? You need anything? Is there anything? Talk to me. Wow! I've cried in the economy before, nobody cared. I'm telling the truth. Since that day, it's so difficult for me to fly. If I'm going to fly, and there's a, a, if there's no business class at all, and I need to go, then I'm... If there's business class? Me go to economy? Hell no. <laughs> Don't start a lifestyle! One time, someone, someone came to me and said, Oh, there's something you know, want to do. Like, let's take a private jet. I said, no. <laughs> no, what has happened to me? I'll never... No, let me stay where I am now. Private jet. Because if I start private jet, then my next... The next thing for me is to come and start. So, because I can't sponsor a lifestyle. I'll not have to be stealing. I'll not come to church. You don't so seed. You don't so seed. So seed. People don't give. You don't give. You don't give. Go and see what another church is doing for their pastor. Unnecessary pressure. There are some ladies, when their hearts are broken, the reason why they are crying is not because the guy has left home. Because the guy has left with his car. So now, how to go back into Trotro is now a... It's like you like my message today. Enjoy the level you are. I enjoyed my days of walking. I enjoyed my days of uh, Trotro. I enjoyed my days of taxi. If you never passed through that and you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, bingo, great. Consider from there. Yeah, because, yeah, from glory to glory. You to glory. But if you are from... <laughs> Where we walk first, then run later, <laughs> then Okada, then Trotro, then Taxi, then Uber, then... Oh, oh boy, I, I was sharing with them. I had a car, right? Those days, I was pastoring that. I had a car. If the car takes me from here, maximum... Shash, what, is, what are you saying? Shash, shash, that's like I've gone to Tamale. <laughs> ah! Once you're driving in the car, I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> Days today. So one, so, so one day I, so one day I, I was I was driving that car and I was going for service. I was going for service. I was in between N1 and started. But Sunday, you know, a lot of cars don't pass. So hey, I was just praying that God, let me just get by the side. Now service has started. They are calling me, Pastor. It's time. It's time. I say people don't know what's going on. Now, the car is just moving slowly. I'm just, I'm just trying to park somewhere. I parked that day. The message I preached was joy. Enjoy the car. Never, ne let me tell you something. Never did I covet any member's car. I would rather, everybody should go home. Everybody goes home before I leave. Everybody will go home. Then I'll take my Uber and I leave. One day, I wanted to go somewhere. And Nanaya had a car. Nanaya had a car. I wanted to go somewhere. And, and uh, Brown. I said, oh, say, Nanaya has a car. Uh, uh, so I can get a car for you. I said, I'm her pastor. I can get a car myself. Let her go. Let her go with the car. Let's walk, we'll walk. Home. Don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure and introduce yourself to lifestyles. Your budget can't sponsor. Some things are not the grace of God. You said the word of God has not worked because you have not bought a fridge. There is this pot. There's a pot that you put water. I can cool the water. Buy it. 
Get it. Get them get it from, from the village. Say, oh, 21st century. Be there. No. Function at the level you are. All right? Be there. Enjoy the level. If you are at a higher level, don't come back. Function from there too. Right? God understands where we are. <coughs> when I see the hair of my, of my friends, I feel like God has left me. No. You are entering into what we call covetousness. They said there are grades of hair. Wear your grade. Some people say, I don't want to come to that church. Oh, hey, they're dressing. Who has started competition? Mm. If you think you don't want to wear wig and you don't like the braid, if you think you cannot, you cannot afford a haircut every week, Santo or Afro. <laughs> <laughs> Santo or Afro. I'll give you one of the skills. Do Afro. Every time you pass by the barber, I say, oh, Timmy Ship, Timmy Ship. <laughs> Oh, me, you mean you, Timmy Shit. Because, oh, the grace of God, the grace of God. I, I was telling the story of a lady. You know, some people don't like the message right now, but it's just a lady, she was working in, in pastor's office, and a guy who liked her used to buy bottled water and canned drinks and things for her. Every time we bought for her, she used to sow seed. Bought for her, she would sow seed. So someone asked her, why don't you use it? My salary cannot continue it if this guy decides to stop. He said, if he, he said, if the guy requests for something from me that I cannot give him, he decides to stop. My salary cannot continue it. That's a wise person. I've told you, I said, there are some lifestyles you get into you cannot retract. It's very serious. There are some houses you live in. You cannot live below the house again. But prior to that, you were living somewhere and you, the world was moving on. Be wise and build on the word of God. Not the rudiments of men. Don't let, don't let men teach you what a good life is. Praise God. So I told you, I said you build on the foundation of what? Scripture. You build on something. Let's go to Isaiah 8 verse 18. I'll read it from the message translation. All right. Say after me, say, my life is founded on Scripture. All right, go there. Now, verse, from verse 18. I want to read from verse 18. Isaiah 8 from verse 18. All right, sure, that's fine. Our children, make sure you're following. I and the children God gave me as signs to Israel Warning signs and hope signs from God of the angel armies who makes his home in Mount Zion. Go ahead. When people tell you, pay attention. When people try out the fortune tellers, console the spiritualists. Why not tap into the spirit realm? Get in touch with the dead. Tell them, no, we are going to study the scriptures. He said, tell them, no, we're going to study the scriptures. People who try the other ways to get... Uh, uh, the other ways get nowhere, a dead end, frustrated and famished. They try one thing after another. When nothing works out, they get angry. Cursing first this God and then that one. Looking this way and that. Up, down and sideways and see nothing. He says, oh, let's go and try this. Let's go and try that. Let's, no, let, let, let Zodiac signs. I am Aries. I am a scorpion. I am a cancer. And the diabetes. Why are you? <laughs> Palm reading. He said, when they tell you, let's go and consult this person. Let's go and see this person. He said, tell them, we are going to study the scriptures. Why? The scriptures give you eyes. Don't let your, your, oh, come on now. Don't let your life be founded on these things. Be founded on, oh, and I, I, this one said he saw this. You cannot tell me a dream. It, what are you saying? That you had a dream about me? Who sent you? <laughs> it's when you don't have the word of God in you that they play such games with you. You say, tell them no. We are going to just 
You tell them, no, we're going to study the scriptures. They all get tired. They all get frustrated. They all get famished. They're, they're looking at, today they are looking for this, tomorrow they are looking for that, they are looking for this, every time looking for something new. They are looking for a new something. Praise God. Luke chapter 10 from verse 40. But Martha was cumbent about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Now, when you check from what Jesus taught in Luke chapter 10, or in Luke chapter um, 6, in Matthew chapter 7, in the building, what then then was needful? The foundation. Jesus says, the one that is necessary was the foundation. The one that was important was the foundation. So, what uh, 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 Martha was doing was not wrong because there's nothing wrong with serving. But she forgot the foundation that you don't serve on a wrong foundation. So she's serving, but she's not doing the one thing that is needful. There's one thing that is needful. The basics. The basics. One thing that is needful. The basics. She had forgotten about it. She was not looking at that. She was rather focusing on what? Serving. That's like the man who was building a nice house and did not build it on the right foundation. So how can the life I'm building, how can the life I'm living be strong? How can it be strong? How can it be strong? How can my Christianity be strong? How can it be strong? All right, let's look at two generations of people. There's a generation of our mothers. There's something about them. Check them. Watch them, especially if your parents were Christians. There's something about them. Come what may, no matter the wind, no matter what happens to them, they never leave God. You see that? No matter what, they are, they are there. Strong. They will cry, but to leave Sunday, they are back in church. No matter what happens, they are back. There's another generation. They know everything in the Bible. Now, this, this, the, 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 our mother's generation might not know some of the things you know. They don't know the titan you know. They don't know the seed sowing you know. They don't know the confession you know. They don't know speaking right you know. They don't know uh, 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 incantations you know. They are only to pray. You, you know incantations, you know supplication, you know prayer position. You, you can pray with one leg up like this. Ah! Then when they ask you, you say, oh, I'm praying in a prayer position. They come and meet you in your room. Go, 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 go. They are wondering, what's happened to our child? What? You know, like, like, like me, when I'm praying, you definitely will not hear me. You're not here. All you'll be seeing is my, my head moving. Huh? You know, so we apply, we know different kinds of prayers. We know prophetic prayer. We know supplication. We know prayer of petition. We know prayer of faith. They have jumbled everything together, but they have the foundation right. I'll, I'll show you that in a bit. So they don't know all these things you know, but there's another generation that know all these things, yet they don't have the foundation right. So small thing, I'm depressed. Small thing, I'm not coming to church again. I, 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 I won't come again. I will not be a solely there again. Because I, I, I went out to win so no soul was won. <laughs> it's not my calling. It's not my calling. But check your parents. Check them. Check them. They tried one business. It did not work. They went for the next one. They did it. They tried the next one. It did not work. They went for the next one. They did it. They knew something. Their foundation was solid. You know why? They did not start their Christianity with the message of prosperity. But an unbeliever comes to church. 
His first message here is, God is giving one million dollars. He does not understand Christ Jesus. He does not understand the gospel. He does not understand the word of God. He does not understand anything. He's on one million. And one day, I remember when we were in Best Western, I was preaching. I was preaching and the power of God was on me. I knew who I was talking to. I started prophesying. I said, money's coming to you. The Lord is bringing somebody an iPhone. Don't worry, I said it by the Spirit. Don't, don't judge me. As I said, money's coming to you now. Money's coming to you. As I started prophesying and prophesying, one lady, I realized that this is her first time in church. And she looked like just like queen. Looked like sleeping. All of a sudden, she started kneeling down. Looked at kneeling down. Amen! 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 When we closed, I said, I want to see it. I said, today I was prophesying with money. I said, Pastor, yes. Pastor, I received all. I said, what will you use it for? There are many things I want to do. Pastor, there are many things. I want to open a shop. She's passed somewhere. That's not what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. So someone like that, if that person does not go to foundation school after the service, we have given the person a wrong foundation of Christianity. He thinks that God is there to give him one million dollars. If you want to know how important foundations are, if you take your child to school and the first subject they taught him is algebra, he, he will hate math the rest of his life. What? Algebra? Board math? To a KG? What? What? He needs the right foundation. So there are foundational teachings. There are things you do. There are things, you know, when we are talking about foundation, you are looking at basics. You see, you, you might not like my message today. You might be thinking that I should preach big revelation. No, I'm going to t- tell you how to be a strong Christian. Basic things, practical things that I want you to do. Something that you can leave here and go and do. That is what I want to share with you today. Maybe you are looking for me to tell you about the genealogy of Adam. Not today. <laughs> Look at these two generations. Now, there's a, little, there's a little challenge with that other generation because they, even though they had a good foundation, the building, because they did not know these other things, their building was an uncompleted building. Nobody really lives in an uncompleted building. So, you see, even though the foundation was good, it could not be used. But these other set of people know everything and they have built nice house. But their foundation is wrong. Anything shakes them. So the guy came to church and was shouting, Oh, great faith. Greta, 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 Greta is here. I can buy anything. I can do anything. I can change anything. Oh, the whole world is under my feet. Then he went outside and he was full of faith. Then he reversed his car. He cleared someone's eggs. Then he came out. What is all this? What's all this? God, wow. What happened? What happened? In church. Another, another person was in church. She was having a pain in her body. And then during the service, she felt healed. Whoa, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm fine. I'm fine. The body's whoa. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, thank you, Lord. She even came to testify. Oh, pastor, testimony. Testimony. I came. My left leg up to my hips was paining me. Oh, pastor, when you stretch your hand like this, I'm fine. pastor, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Then the person gets home in the night. It's like some pain is coming. Ow, ow, ow. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Oh, God. God, I beg. God, I beg. But in church, it was, oh, yes. Nothing the devil can do. Nothing the devil can do. God, just, God, God, just sit down and wait. I'm going to deal with the devil. But when he goes, he said, God, please, please, I beg. I beg. I beg. Then the pain intensifies. Oh, so you're not listening to me. 
before you were singing, one name has all power, full of faith. One name with authority. The name of Jesus. You feel like you're going to cast out the devils. But the ones, the pain intensified. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I used to feel of faith. 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 Yes. Yes. No, talk about Speaking tongues. Oh, Blessing and glory be to God and to and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. Every blessing and glory be to God and, and to Christ. We'll sing one more time. Sing praise, blessing. And to Christ. So, practical ways to be a Christian, to be a strong Christian, practical ways. We put that as like a subtopic. We're still under foundations. Practical ways. One of the main things that you're going to do to be a strong Christian, one of the main things you're going to do, number one, this is the one that's what I'll talk about today. Personal morning devotion. You see, you can see that in our mother's generation. I said, no matter the gangantuan English we speak, we will still go, it all came from A, B, C, D. You, you neglect the basics, you won't do anything. Basics, because this is basic. Personal morning devotion. So I'm going to tell you something practical. Believe me. Second number one, personal morning devotion. I'm not talking about family morning devotion. Personal morning devotion. Say balloon this. I know many of you don't do it. The family one is good. A personal. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse 3. And he humbled thee, and he suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Doth man live. Now, what's he saying? All you see here is the parallel between the bread, which is the manna, all right, that was given by God, and what they eat. So he says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That means every word that comes from the mouth of God is also a bread. You see, you have to understand the parallel over there. So, if you want to understand every word that comes from the mouth of God, you have to understand how the manna works. Exodus 16. I hope you to understand the manna. Verse 11. Exodus 16, verse 11. And the Lord spake unto them, I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, 
At even ye shall eat flesh, and ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came um, too far into the scriptures, but one of the things God told them was that you do not carry today's manna into tomorrow. Those who came on devotion does not enter Tuesday. You don't eat enough on Monday not to eat again. So say, I want to eat today. You know, sometimes when, when you are fasting, you feel like if you give me food today, you are about to break the fast. Like, I will finish everything. But I'll, I'll eat for four days. No matter what you eat, no matter how much you eat, the next day you will feel hungry again. That's how God designed spiritual things as well. That you have to have your personal devotion every morning. So I'm going to give you practical things to do. Are you ready? Now, one of the first things I'll tell you is, you are hearing this message a bit late. This message, I'm supposed to be preaching it to children's church. Because look, look at her beard. Now I'm coming to tell you this thing. <laughs> you have grown. I'm coming to tell you this thing. So you are going to form a new habit. God are going to form a new habit. Scientifically, they say you can you form a habit between 18 to 200 days. So what are you going to do? This thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fight for the next 18 days. Okay, you see what I'm going to Point number one. Have an intentional and arranged time that does not change. As I'm saying this, you will remember your mother. Sometimes you wonder where the alarm is inside them. Come on. All right. Look, look at it. Act 17. Act 17. Act 17. Act 17. Verse 11. The, uh, verse 10. Let's start from verse 10. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who came into the went in the synagogue of the Jews. Now, at that time, Paul and Silas were coming from Thessalonica. And now, they were sent away from, from Thessalonica. Who came into the... So, verse 17 said, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. So, look at this. He says, These were more noble. The word noble there, the word noble there means, These were well-raised. These were well-raised. When you see a Christian who is well-raised, you can tell. I'm not talking about a preacher. Some people, some, some people are, Christ, are preachers, but not good Christians. They've learned how to talk. They, they know how to, they have a voice. I tell you today. <laughs> when you hear their voice, you don't know, ah, this one, this one is a preacher. You know, but there are Christians who are well-raised. When you see children who are well-raised, when you go anywhere, nobles are raised. Royalty are raised. When you see people who are well-raised, you can tell. When you, see, when you meet a lady who is well-raised, you can tell. The way she walks, the way she even talks. You never see a lady who is well-raised. When you see a guy who is well-raised, because most guys are jungles. Yeah, most guys, jungle, jungle, everything. They, they find life. <laughs> well-raised guy, he's gentle. He knows how to talk to people. See, when you see a lady who is well-raised, you can tell. The same way Christians, you can see a well-raised Christian. Even in churches, you can tell a well-raised church. Some churches, everybody is a vagabond. Everybody is a vagabond. They start the start song. And everybody just like, removing their trousers. In the name of their praising the Lord. But you, you come here and Pastor Chris will tell you that you are praising the Lord. Lift your hand. Don't you respect the Lord? He said, when you are singing to the Lord, he said, you say, Lord Jesus. He said, Jesus, don't your mate. But you are singing to, can you talk to your father like that? Look at, because when you look at the Bible, anytime they address Jesus, they address him as the Lord Jesus. 
when they were talking to other people, they would say Jesus. But when they're addressing them, the Lord Jesus. When you see a congregation that, that's addressing the Lord like that, Lord Jesus, you are the living word. You can see that all of them have the understanding. They are well raised. Nobles. Well raised. Some Christians are well raised. Some are not. There's some churches. They're not well raised. They just, they, they don't know how to respond to a message. They just go the dead atmosphere. Everybody, oh. preach, listen, if you like, prophesy anything you like. That they are not moving, they are not moving. Forget it. Your life will change. Mm-hmm. That's what they said last week. <laughs> so you know, the man of God, Pastor Benin, he said when he's preaching, he has to select those who sit in front. Because they can spot again. Can spot everything. He is preaching now. Oh, the stand up on your feet and shout for the Lord. <laughs> they are not well raised to understand, to understand a pastor, to understand the pastorate. It's an office. You see, he's speaking. Not you are looking at a human being. You're not. You're, you're not. You're not recognizing the office of the pastor. He's, that's an office. That's not. Even if he was your junior brother. That's the office of a pastor. If you're in a, you join the church of your junior brother, you must be ready to do anything he says while he's the pastor. When you get to the house, you can solve whatever what the issue is. Maybe he didn't watch the bulls in the house. <laughs> when you get to home, say, what about? you don't bring it to church. Because he is in the office of a pastor. If you cannot listen to your pastor, when God talks, you will not hear him. Mm. You, know, you cannot, the one you are oh, shout! <laughs> it's an instruction that made you born again. Mm. Open your mouth and say, that's how you born again. You didn't think salvation. If you thought salvation, we have to lead you to Christ. It's an instruction. If you want to give, get born again, come forward. Then you have to walk forward. What did Mary tell the people? Say, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. When it comes to the supernatural, we understand authority. When we say, everybody go left, we all go left. Everybody go right, we all go right because we are an army. A mob. When it comes to a mob, Everybody going like this. Oh no, we have seen a thief on the right. Oh, oh, oh. That's a mob. When a mob is, is lynching people, they say, ah, there are some thieves. Then the mob says, oh, there are two thieves over here. No, everybody carries what they like. Then someone can say, oh, there's another one over here. No, commander. Everybody, yo, oh, then they kill this one. Oh. But when you come to an army, it doesn't matter what you've seen on the right. Commander says left. Everybody goes left. These wives were more noble, well-raised. I said, can you see that in your mother's generation? You can see they are well-raised. There's an alarm inside them that wakes them up at 5 a.m. Well-raised. So they are built against the circumstances of life. I said, the point of one is that have, what? Look at it. Look at it. Have an intentional and arranged time that does not change. So write your time over there. 6 a.m. That's good. What's yours? 5 a.m. See, the, the, the way you, you attack it is like this. Nothing in this world will change it. There are times I pray that even the president of Ghana comes. You do that personal devotion, eh? You do it on the road to the car while you are going to drive the car. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you remember a scripture. If any man be Christ, it's a new creation. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Thank you, Lord, for my morning devotion. A time that does not change. I notice something about God. I notice something about God. When you start things like that, it's as though He has not seen. The day you don't appear, He'll come and ask you why. Have, have you noticed it? 
You see, when you are attacking someone, because it's not your habit right now, for some of you, you have that habit, but because it's not your habit right now, you have to attack it with everything, including technology, alarm. This, you understand? Alarms. If you have two phones, all the two phones, but why? <laughs> you understand? You have to attack it for the next 18 days. I'm not saying you do it for only 18 days. You're going to do it for the next 18 days in a way that your body will get to the memo. What are we working on? Foundation. One that does not change. Have you received your time? What's your time? 5 a.m. What's yours? 4.30. Yeah. Now, let me tell you this. When you are doing something like this, because you are now starting it, don't do it for two hours. It's not sustainable. Just give me and God 20 to 30 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes in the morning before you go to school, before you go to work, before you, you know, just 20 to 30 minutes. It should be the, the like that does not change. Even if you sleep after, do it. You say that you don't have anything to do, you want to sleep after. No, just do it at that time. Let your body get it. 20 to 30 minutes is enough. I'll tell you what to do in it. 20 to 30 minutes, 30 minutes, stop. Don't say, ha, the message for sign up, pray today is too powerful. Three hours! <laughs> Even after two hours, there's a foundation. You see, go there, right? So number one, I said what? Write the time. Don't say that you, you, it's in your head. Write it. What's your own? 5.30. 30 minutes. What's yours? 6 a.m. What's yours? What's yours? 5 a.m. What's yours? 5 a.m. Is that the time you usually wake up? You wake up at that time. How about you? Is that the time you wake up? Are you sure? You wake up, personal. 30 minutes is fine. All right? Use your alarm. Use different things. If you are in a house with someone who wakes up early, tell the person, wake me up. Wake me up. When your alarm is also in the background. You see? You can do it. Many of you, you joined me to do 21 days fasting and prayer. So you can do it. Did you notice that after the fasting and prayer, you're, you're... Point number two, a private place. When you are doing it, you need a private place. Like I said, this is not the family devotion. You can do the family devotion afterward or before. But you must have your personal morning devotion. We're talking about, we are talking about Christian life now. No, this is not preaching. A private place. I'm going to make a statement. Never forget it. Privacy is conducive for intimacy. There are some things God will never tell you outside. When you see a couple that is married, they, all you see is that the woman is pregnant. You never know what happened. <laughs> Why? Because if, and when you are walking outside, you never think they're just walking like innocent people. Just walking. Why? Because some things cannot happen because there has to be privacy. Once privacy, all the doors are locked and the lights are off. <laughs> then there can be intimacy. The same with God. You have to understand. It's the same thing with God. There are some, there are some things God never tell you because people are around. He doesn't like that. People are around. I said, when you say a private place, even if someone is beside you who is asleep, it is not private. It's better you go into the bathroom for that 30 minutes. As some of you are thinking, ah, I sleep with four of my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> And two of my cousins. 
Yes, you will step out that time. Now, this thing is not for prayer. This thing I'm talking about is not for prayer. I'm not going to pray for 30 minutes. You will carry your Bible. You will read your rhapsody after. You can read your rhapsody before, depending on if you are going to use that, uh, the Bible reading plan as your Bible reading. Okay, now look at it. A private place. Now, you see that with Jacob. Bible says, and Jacob was left alone, and there came a man to wrestle with him. So, he, what he had to do was to be left alone. The man would come and wrestle with him. Let me show you the scripture. First Kings chapter 22. First Kings chapter 22. Now, at this time, there was a prophet in Israel called Micaiah. And Micaiah was the only genuine prophet at the time. The other prophets, the Bible says, go and put a lion spray in their mouth. So they were all prophesying lies, right? But Micaiah made a statement. That's what I want you to see. And prevail also, go forth and do so. Hmm. This evil concerning thee, verse 24. So all the prophets there were prophesying, oh, go, you win, go, you win, go, you win. All right. But Zedekiah, the son of Shenan, went near and smote Micaiah. He slapped Micaiah, who was actually the prophet, who was saying, this thing is what has happened in the, in the eyes of the Lord. And these prophets, are, what they are telling you is by a lying spirit. Because this Micaiah was not speaking by a lying spirit. He was seeing the real vision. He says, but Zedekiah, the son of Shenan, went near. He was a major prophet at the time. So he was wondering, how, how will you say that I, a, a major prophet, Zedekiah, I'm lying? All right. So he says, but this guy, the son of Shenan, went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, which way went the spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? Major prophet, how did the spirit of God leave me and speak to you what will really happen? Verse 20, Micaiah said, and Micaiah said, behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. He said, you are prophesying wrong because you have not gone to hide yourself to hear the real thing. See, a, a, a good prophet in 2023 can prophesy in 2024. Because it's not, you are, you are surprised about prophet lie. Prophesy and prophet lie. <laughs> he can be a good prophet and go into error by the next year. You know why? Because the prophetic is not automatic. He said, you shall know in that time when you shall go into your inner chamber and hide yourself. I'll read it for you in the TLB. From verse 24. Zedekiah, son of Shenan, walked over and slapped Micaiah on the face. When did the Spirit of the Lord leave me and speak to you? He demanded. Verse 25. And Micaiah replied, You will have the answer to your question when you find yourself hiding in an inner room. Private place. Private place. Have a private place. Maybe your house is very small. And there's no place like that. If you have your room to yourself, now I know I'm dealing with different people. If you have your room to yourself, my advice is have a table and a chair. When you wake up like that, don't do this thing on your bed. You will sleep. We, you, you just lie on the bed. Oh, it's time for my private morning time with the Lord. Then you can you even start with with every breath, I tell of your wonders. More like more of him, you know. When I love you, so 
After five minutes, light of my life, the lands it will touch. Oh, like you. That was will never. <laughs> Stores will never and pastors will really never. Stores do not even know what they are doing. <laughs> so something like that. You wake up. You stand up. Create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. You see how we are just we're just talking like this. The atmosphere can just change. They'll just give me some strings. And some of them just feel this place. See? I can just change. Why? Because in Genesis, remember that God spoke. It was sound. And sound moves on vibrations. So you can create an atmosphere in your room. If you have the liberty to make noise, you have to buy a Bluetooth speaker. Your, your, your laptop, the, the sound, it cannot create an atmosphere. You understand? Your lap, I, I'm telling you, you're in a different generation. You have to get... You, because you can be wondering, oh, did Abraham make an atmosphere with Bluetooth speaker? He did not make an atmosphere. But his distractions were not as many as yours. You have more distractions. Get a woofer. Are you getting it? You get a woofer, then you connect love or speak uh, uh, singers to the love or speakers. <laughs> you connect the love or singers. Then, then you hear Corey this speak singing. Lord, you are the greatest King of all, faithful and righteous. You are glorious in all your ways. Then you join the, 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 the speaker. Rose of shine. The lamp upon the throne. The beginning and You are glorious. <laughs> Lord Jesus, my dwelling place, in you I find peace, my strength in You are my wisdom and the God of my righteousness. I am solid rock on which I stand.
some of you with fire with a love in your hearts a passion, a passion Fire in this place. 